Hello, and welcome back to the Salted Journey. I am Glam Matherin, and I'm happy that you're here. So, yes, let's dive into today's talk. So, this week has been one hectic week. I am tired, to say the least. Um, but I now have. A morning routine I say now because I've been doing it for a minute now but like I finally like I am consistent and I like it and I look forward to it like there is like the girls on TikTok that the guys and girls on TikTok that wake up at 6 a.m and have this room they crack the code because I feel amazing when I do my morning my morning routine when I wake up at a certain time and I get ready, I hit the gym, I come back, I eat, like, and I get to work. And it's like, a, like I have a smooth process just for me. And every day that I do it, it's like i showing up for myself. And it's like a boost of energy and just like, yeah, it's just amazing. So if you don't have a morning routine, try to get one because it is a game changer. Definitely. So, yes, today is Friday. Yes, that is the day that I record these and I just upload them on Tuesday. But happy Friday. It's a little bit warmer here finally in New York. So, hopefully it stays that way for the upcoming week. But, yeah, so, you know, I never know what I'm going to talk about until I, till like literally 20 minutes before I come on here and I, talk to god and i'm like what do you want me to talk about and yeah so i talk to god i invite the holy spirit to make sure that it's not just i that speak but holy spirit that speaks through me and i'm able to be vulnerable in a way where it releases certain things out of me um it heals me in the process and i get revelation it also helps you all as well. Agile is mostly for me, if I'm being honest. This is more for me than anything else. But let's dive into it. So today I wanted to talk about, so as you know, I got a new Bible, a physical Bible, and I'm kind of reading from the beginning, so Genesis. And I, although I read this before, it always hits different. But this that I'm going to talk about really pissed me off. Like, <laughs> I was really reading it, and I was really pissed off um and it's genesis 26 verse 27 so when jacob steals esau's blessing so that's that so i'm gonna go and read basically um a bit of it and then let's dive into like the emotions that came out of it and revelations and things of that sort so genesis 27 i'm sorry genesis 27 so Jacob steals Esau's blessing. One day when Isaac was old and turning blind, he called for Esau, his older son, and said, My son. Yes, father, Esau replied. I am old now. I am an old man now, Isaac said, and I don't know when I'm when I may die. Take your bow and a quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare my favorite dish and bring it for me to eat then i will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you my firstborn son before i die 
Oh, my dog just walked in. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> do you need to go? Because why did you why did you just come in here? Hold on. Let me open the door for her so she may go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, um, but this is the reality, well, my reality, I am recording in my room, um, but yeah, so where were we, uh, take your bow and a quiver full of arrows and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me, prepare my favorite dish and bring it here for me to eat, then I will pronounce the blessing that belongs to you my firstborn son before I die. But Rebecca overheard what Isaac had said to his son Esau. So when Esau left to hunt for the wild game, she said to her son, Jacob, to her son Jacob, listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, bring me some wild game and prepare me a delicious meal. Then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to, go out, to the fox and bring me two fine young goats i'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish then take the food to your father so he can eat it and bless you before he dies oh, hold on my sister texted me i'm sorry she's supposed to drop me off at the laundromat if you're from new york city um if you're from new york city you know that you have to go to the laundromat Text to her now. I'm asking her if she can give me to 30 minutes. Let's see. Alright, so she's going to reply to me. But. Yeah. So yeah, so um, Jacob's mom, Rebecca, said, Listen, I overheard your father say to Esau, Bring me some wild game and prepare a delicious meal. Then I will bless you in the Lord's presence before I die. Now my son, listen to me. Do exactly as I tell you. Go out to the flocks and bring me two fine young goats. I'll use them to prepare your father's favorite dish. Then take the food to your father so he can eat it and bless you before he dies. But look, Jacob replied to Rebecca, my brother Esau is a hairy man and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? He'll see that I'm trying to trick him and then he'll curse me instead of blessing me. But his mother replied, then let the curse fall on me, my son. Just do what I tell you. Go out and get the goats for me. So Jacob went out and got the youngest goat, the young goats for his mother. Rebecca took them and prepared a delicious meal just the way Isaac liked it. Then she took Esau's favorite clothes, which were there in the house, and gave them to her youngest son, J Jacob. She covered his arm and the smooth part of his neck with the skin of the young goats. Then she gave Jacob the delicious meal, including freshly baked bread. 
So Jacob took the food to his father. My father, he said. Yes, my son, Isaac answered. Who are you, Esau or Jacob? Jacob replied, it's Esau, your firstborn son. I've done as you told me. Here's the wild game. Now sit up and eat it so you give me your blessing. Isaac asked, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God put it in my path, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come closer so I can touch you and make sure that you really are Esau. So Jacob went closer to his father and Isaac touched him. The voice is Jacob's, but the hands are Esau's, Isaac said. But he did not recognize Jacob because Jacob's hands felt hairy, just like Esau's. So Isaac prepared to bless Jacob. But are you really my son Esau, he asked. Yes, I am, Jacob replied. Then Isaac said, now my son, bring me the wild game, let me eat it, and then I will give you my blessing. So Jacob took the food to his father and Isaac ate it. He also drank the wine that Jacob served him. Then Isaac said to Jacob, please come a little closer and kiss me, my son. So Jacob went over and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he was convinced and he blessed his son. He said, ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the outdoors, which the Lord has blessed. From the dew of heavens and the richness of the earth, may God always give you abundant harvest of grains and bountiful new wine. Many, many nations become your servants and may they bow down to you. May you be the master over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. All who curse you will be cursed and all who bless you will be blessed. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob and almost before Jacob had left his father, Esau returned from his hunt. Esau prepared a delicious meal and brought it to his father. Then he said, sit up my father and eat my wild game so you can give me your blessing. But Isaac asked him, who are you? Esau replied, it's your son, your firstborn son, Esau. Hold on. Sorry about that. I had to go um, talk to my sister real quick. But I am back. So, um, Jacob went and blessed. I mean, sorry. Isaac blessed Jacob with Esau's blessing. Then Esau brought back um, the food. Um, so, yeah. So, he said, set up, up my father and eat my wine game so you can give me a blessing. But Isaac asked him, who are you? Esau replies, your son, your firstborn son, Esau. Isaac began to tremble uncontroll uncontrollably and said that who served me while game? I have already eaten it and I blessed him just before he came. And yes, that blessing must stand. When Esau heard his father's word, he let out a loud and bitter cry. Oh, my father, what about me? Bless me too, he begged. But Isaac said, your father was here and he tricked me. He has taken away your blessing. Esau exclaimed, no wonder his name is Jacob, for now he has cheated me twice. First he took my rights as the firstborn, and now he has stolen my blessing. Oh, haven't you saved even one blessing for me? As I said to Esau, I have made Jacob your master, and I have declared that all his brothers will be his servants. I have guaranteed him an abundance of grain and wine. What is left for me to give you, my son? Esau pleaded but do you have any do you have only do you but do you have only one blessing oh my father bless me too 
Then Esau broke down and wept. Finally, his father Isaac said to him, You will live away from the richness of the earth. You will live away from the riches of the earth and away from the dew of the heaven above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, you will shake his yoke from your neck. Listen. <laughs> I read this like two days ago. And when I read it, I was so upset. I was so mad. Because I was like, how can God allow this? And then it just, if you know the story of Jacob, he goes on and he marries Rachel. And then they have a whole bunch of children. And then Joseph comes back, comes out of that. Jesus becomes, Joseph becomes a king. And like, all these wonderful things but i'm like this all came from you stealing your brother's blessing like how are you still like what i read that and i was really upset <laughs> i'm not going to lie i was like god why would you even allow that like i get it like let's say it's principles principalities like the law like the blessing must stand as as um isaac said so whoever gets it gets it but that was destined and designated for Esau, the firstborn son. Like, and what really bothered me the most is like Jacob didn't repent. Jacob didn't feel guilty. Jacob didn't like what? Even Rebecca, like she was so determined. And that whole like favoritism with parents thing, like parents have fit, like that just irks me to the core because i've experienced that um and it's just i've experienced it in a way where i was favored by my dad and that caused so much riffraff and so much hatred between my siblings and i um and that messed me up uh messed me up psychologically and like yeah that whole favoritism thing is just truly disgusting so rebecca even sneaking behind creating this whole plan to steal like her, her own son's blessing to give to her other son is just wicked like disgusting and wicked and for jacob to go through with it and just steal esau's blessing and not only that it's just ugh, esau breaking down and crying because it's like i was obedient i did what i asked you i went out i worked like to catch a wild game i don't even know what a wild game is but i'm assuming that he was out in the field sweating working to catch like animals like i don't know nothing about hunting but i'm pretty sure it's not like you know easy so for him to be obedient then go out and catch a wild animal um then skin it and cook it and prepare it and present it to his dad just for his dad to say oh yeah your brother stole your blessing and i can't do anything about that what when i tell you i was like what i was so upset because it's like huh and um not only that but like for him his blessing to be like yeah your your brother stole your blessing but your blessing is that you get to serve him for the rest of your life and you're away from richness like oh man oh man oh man so 
today like i was as i was talking to god about like what i should come here and talk about and he brought this to my remembrance because as i mentioned i read this like two days ago and i was like yeah god like that really got me upset and i didn't say that to god as i read it but i felt away like i felt like uncomfortable i felt anger i felt upset when i was reading it but i kept reading on and i was just talking to god um in the shower <laughs> um right before this and i was just like yeah why why wasn't J- um jacob punished for this like like okay the blessing must stand cool 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 he got it he tricked it but he just that's it like <laughs> i'm just like okay you get the blessing and you go on your merry way and then you have great children and you marry the love of your life and you live happily ever after and that's that's your story and like your your brother gets to live with that that you stole his blessing like oh man when i tell you i was talking to god like yeah no like that is just unacceptable that is disgusting like that is just not fair like i just kept saying like yeah that's not fair like there's no way that's not like that's not fair and then i was just talking like to god and i was just like yeah why does this bother me so much like because like yeah i'm an empath like can i say that and it's true certain things like does make me emotional but it's like why does this hurt me like why am i hurt by this and this is not even me like this is not my blessing that was stolen um yeah and then God brought to my remembrance um, the feeling of what Esau felt. I had the same feeling. Um, So I'm just going to share that story. So uh, one of my exes, right? And it's the same ex that I had mentioned that um, helped me read the Bible and things like that. Um, Yes. So he was a church goer and like um his family had um kind of like built their own church very small was about like five to ten members it was very new um and i decided to join the church too because i wanted to serve at a place um and i felt like god told me like go there like you know serve there and it was very very close to my to my house and i was like one thing i told god i was like if it's walking distance from me then okay i'll serve it and sure enough they planted the the church like eight minutes walking from me so i was like okay cool like i'll serve and i served in like um well it's a small church i was my own ministry so i was basically like the videographer camera person i created cool social media videos so i was like that like what do you call that ministry like tech not tech media i guess so media um so i did that and um that ex ended up hurting me really really bad because he ended up like um cheating with one of my friends and that person is not my friend anymore due to obvious reasons and during that time i was obviously very very hurt and heartbroken because i loved that person very much and i felt like that person brought me closer to god and like you know i was like okay so if that person's bringing me closer to god maybe that person's the one and like you know you go through that 
and um so he hurt me really really bad and i was still going to his family's church like me and that pastor ended up building like not really a relationship but like we will be in contact all the time because obviously i was the media person and that person was kind of young so you know i shared with him that me and that person was going out um and then i shared that we broke up and you know he told me everything would be okay like you know he prayed over me whatever whatever and i didn't tell him exactly why we broke up and how hurt i was and things like that but i was really hurt um and i was still going to church and in my head i was like you know god i'm just serving you like even though i'm hurt like you know, you call me to serve in this church, and this is exactly what I'm going to do. This is a small church, and they need all the help that they can get. So I just made it, like, my duty to just come in there and just continue to serve. And I was just, I'm just going to be obedient and just serve, even though I'm hurting. And, like, literally every Sunday, I would go in there, um, and I would just cry. And people, I feel like people thought I was crying because of the worship or, like, the word. And I was crying because I was hurt. <laughs> I was in pain. I was, like, heartbroken. I was in pain. Like, emotional pain. And every time I went to church, it didn't feel like a safe place. It felt like I felt tense because my ex was there. Because his whole family's there. And I felt like his family didn't really like me for whatever reason. Um... You know, like gossip, churchy nonsense. So it was like that type of environment. And yeah, I would just go in there, I would just cry. And I would just hurt more because of not only what happened, but because I never really got an apology. I never got a, I'm sorry, like your feelings are valid. Like, and I feel like that relationship, I was truly manipulated in many, many ways. Um, but at the same time, I still still kept pouring listen i was a very very big people pleaser back then and this was a few years ago um yeah so i would constantly pour into that person even like even when he we broke up and he hurt me i would still like serve in the church and be nice to him even though he was always always wasn't always nice to me and i would always be nice to his family um and I would just put on a smile and a brave face every time I would go in there and serve and do all of that. Um, and during that time as well, I was unemployed. So I was just going above and beyond for the church, doing the things that I can do, creating cool videos for them, like trying to get like more members to come and things like that. Um, yeah, so I was mostly hurt because I just never got a sincere apology. And also... He was kind of like the, he was kind of praised in church, right? So the the young pastor there kind of like is kind of grooming him. Oh my gosh, my dog is barking. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. But yeah, so the pastor was kind of grooming him to like become a pastor or like teach or like not teach, I'm sorry, speak more in a church. So he was kind of like his armor bearer whatever so he was always praised at, sh at church and i felt like too like um he had like i really felt like you know and i still feel that way that he has uh, a great calling on his life and i see him as like a pastor too even though he doesn't see him at all. so i saw a lot of good things about him um and in that church you know they would kind of like praise him things like that um and I would, like, you know, like, put on a smile and things like that, even though deep down inside I was really, really hurt. Um, 
yeah and i kind of related to the whole like esau and jacob thing like the whole thing of like jacob gets to go on and be this great person where esau was scarred and hurt by what jacob did and no one knows this like not that i don't know if anyone knows this but no one even talks about it after that point um jacob becomes this great person his children become great person joseph becomes this great king all of that came from him stealing what was rightfully Esau's. And I kind of felt like when I was talking to God, I was like, yeah, this is why I feel so hurt by it. Because there's been numerous times, well, mostly this specific time where I was really hurt by this person. And this person was going on and doing great things in the church and being praised while I was sitting back there like still happy for that person. But really hurt that like, wow, no one knows what that person did to me. Like. No one knows that I'm suffering. No one knows that I'm literally crying every Sunday that I'm here. No one knows that I'm like, it's a struggle for me to come to church and serve because deep down inside I'm hurt. Like, I've been stabbed. Um, yeah. And so I was talking to God about that and God brought to my remembrance like, okay, like, keep going. What, what else happened? And I was like, yeah, that is true. Um so like i was still serving at that church and then um as i mentioned i was unemployed and i was applying like when i say over 300 applications that i've applied to and i was not getting anything i wasn't getting interviews i wasn't getting callbacks i wasn't getting nothing like nothing and I just kept applying I kept applying I had like the schedule of me applying and me serving like that was my whole thing and um and yeah so during that time as well um we ended up going I think it was like at the end of August or during August we ended up doing a fast with the church I don't know why I forgot but we did a fast it was a seven-day fast and we were supposed to not eat like it was a Daniel day fast kind of um so we did the seven day fast and during that fast every day every night around like 8 p.m we will come together on zoom mind you this is a very small church come together on zoom and we will play pray together um we each had days to pray and things like that um so yeah so during that day and i believe it was either the last day so either it was friday or thursday i think it was thursday um we were praying on the zoom and you know i had my camera off and my and i was on mute because it was in my day to pray and then i just started busting out crying like crying and weeping and crying out to god like why like why why are you why are you allowing me to be i was talking to god and i was just like why are you allowing me to be in this much pain like I'm literally serving you. I'm being obedient. I'm serving this church and I'm doing good. My heart is right. I'm loving. I'm pouring out love even though I'm hurt. Um, I'm not being malicious. I'm not seeking revenge and all these things. And why am I hurting so bad? Like, this is not fair. And I'm like just crying and crying and crying. And I was just very, very angry. And then, you know, that went by. And then Friday was like the last day of the fast. And people, you know, we regrew. Like, did anyone get like any revelation? Anyone get any breakthrough? And I was like, I don't know. I guess my breakthrough was that I was able to be honest with God about how I felt. Like, I felt very, very hurt. Um, 
and then Saturday came. Saturday, I remember I had um, a vision. I hosted a vision board party for my friends in my backyard. And, you know, I put on my vision board that I'm going to get like a six figure job um, as a recruiter because I worked in HR. That's what I, you know, seeking work for during that time. And then I'm going to have like, I'm going to be married. Like, I'm going to have a wonderful marriage. And I just put a bunch of things on my vision board and my friends said as well. And I say this because it's it's important. But, and I also put Google on there. Just, <laughs> and it was just crazy because literally the next year I got a job at Google. So, that was really, really good. But, um, yeah. So, that night. I um I don't remember if it was a like I was physically sleeping and dreaming because I daydream all the time and God gives me vision and talks to me that way so I don't remember if it was like I was physically sleeping and dreaming or I was awake in my own time and dreaming um but yeah that Saturday God gave me a vision and it was so sad but I was literally in jail it was just one dark cell that I was in by myself. I was sitting down. I was crying. I was sad. I was afraid. Um, and the door was closed. But I was sitting there in the dark in the jail cell. Crying. Sad. Hurt that I'm in there. That I'm trapped in here. Where I don't belong. Um, the door was closed. But I had the key to the door the, the the cell in my hand so god gave me this vision this visual and i'm a visual person i constantly see things in pictures and like a movie so i'm physically seeing myself there crying and sad and depressed and just hurt in the cell and i and i have the key to the cell and the holy spirit told me like I kept crying about going to church and not being happy and like being her but still serving and God said like I didn't tell you to stay there like you have the key to get out like you could leave like I'm not keeping you hostage there um basically like God was telling me like I'm keeping myself here and hurting my own self like you should leave and I was like wow like yes god may have told me to join a church when he told me to because mainly like the church needed that because i helped them get a lot of like people come in a lot of interactions and things like that but how good is god like if i said god is good why would he allow me to stay in a place where i'm physically hurting in and then this is a place where it's supposed to be um his house like god's house and i come in there not with joy but with sorrow and pain and i'm hurting and god is like why like why are you staying there like you have you have the key to leave like leave <laughs> um yeah and i was like wow like that was so profound and I still remember that visual to this day and and how I felt like when I got in like so freeing like yeah like I'm literally keeping myself captivated here like and I feel like a lot of the Christian community too we take kind of like pr 
pride or in suffering like we're supposed to suffer but it's like joy is something that we're supposed to experience as well like certain things are not meant for us to keep going keep um experiencing sometimes we put ourselves in own pain in our own way sometimes we we put ourselves in our own way like sometimes we keep ourselves box keep ourselves hurt keep ourselves um keep ourselves from moving forward whether that's staying longer in a relationship than you need to even though god told you many times to leave whether that's staying in friendships that do not serve you that god wants you to leave whether that's staying in a job that doesn't serve you that mistreats you um even family staying in a home that is toxic and manipulative like god wants us to experience peace um and sometimes we hold ourselves back sometimes we are our own enemies and yeah and literally the next sunday i went to the pastor because i couldn't do it that then the next day after that because i was very scared <laughs> to be honest so the next sunday i went there i was like okay i'm gonna leave and then i went to see the pastor and i had all confidence and i was like hey this is my last day and he, he kind of said it he's like you're leaving and i was like yeah <laughs> and he's like okay i saw that coming and i was like okay and then you know he was like, okay why are you leaving blah, blah blah and then we had to talk and i finally told him exactly what my ex did like and he was like wow why didn't you tell me and i was like i didn't want you to see him in a different way he was like i'm not that type of person like i'm able to still use that person and still love them and correct them like that would have been a, you know if you had told me i was i would have been able to like you know correct them let him come to you and apologize and things like that um but yeah and then the pastor ended up sharing with me like his like one thing that he um overcome overcame like with his past church i think he was like a youth pastor or like a junior pastor there and he was engaged to be married to this woman in the church and the woman um, cheated with another member of the church and that was like a obviously a whole scandal not only did she cheat but she i think got pregnant yeah she got pregnant by him um and he told me he was like i never left the church i still kept coming in there and preaching he was like that person was not gonna let me leave the church and things like that um because god called me there and that's my calling this and that all of that and then he said like um the guy that you know got his fiance pregnant went up to church one sunday in front of everyone and gave um the pastor a public apology and as i'm replaying all of this in my head talking to him, i was like oh wow that's why i'm hurt because i never got an apology i never really got an apology am i still hurt by it mm, not as much but yeah like that was a terrible time like what with my friend crazy and i really got a full apology um from both of them um but yeah and i guess that's why i felt so strongly about the story of jacob and esau and i feel so much better now <laughs> and one thing as i was reading again one thing that um that uh god pointed out to me is with esau's blessing i'm gonna read it again 
um, Isaac says to Esau, "You will live away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew of the and the, of the heaven above. You will live by your sword and you will serve your brother. But when you decide to break free, he will shake his yoke from your neck." What? That is literally the visual. Like when you decide to break free, he will shake his yoke from your neck. And I finally decide to leave that place. Literally, you guys know what happened. Like that Sunday when I went up to that um, actually no. So that Saturday when I had um, the vision board party and God gave me the vision. That Sunday I went to church and I was supposed to tell the pastor what happened. Like God told me to, but I was very scared. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go next Sunday. And then that Monday, I got a call for an interview. After months and months and months and months and months of applying with nothing, I got a call for an interview. And then that Sunday, um, after that Monday, Sunday following, I um, left the church. I told the pastor I was leaving, blah, blah, blah. The Monday after that, I got a, um, I had a, um, I had the interview and then that Friday I got the job. (laughs) So like, listen, when God told me I was literally, that visual was literally everything that I needed. Like I was holding myself back. And as soon as I left that church, as soon as I took the key from my hand and let myself out, I got a job like I was able to be blessed um literally like the following Monday the next day after I left the church I had an interview that Friday following Friday I got a job offer what (laughs) like what yeah so when I read um the end of this but when you decide to break free you would shake his yoke from your neck so certain sometimes you have to just look into your own situation and say like am i suffering because this is a part of my journey and god wants me to learn something here or is it because i'm doing this to myself like unprovoked i'm just hurting myself i'm staying in a relationship longer than i need to i'm staying in a job longer than i need to i'm staying in a situation longer than i need to Am I holding myself back from freedom? And yeah. And it's crazy because I totally missed this whole the ending. But when you decide to break free, you would shake his yoke from your neck. Because I was like talking to God earlier. I'm like, Ugh. so Esau just gets to live a terrible life just because like Jacob like stole his um his uh, blessing. But it's like, no, when he decides to break free, like, and I guess that's from his him overcoming the hurt that he felt from jacob when he decides to break free it would shake his yoke from your neck like when you decide to break free from that past hurt you, you would literally shake it off like you would shake that person off of you decide to break free from that trauma whatever you experience that heartache that betrayal that disappointment that loss of an opportunity 
you would be able to shake it. There are so many times now I'm thinking about it, like certain times where like I was upset about something, an opportunity that didn't pass, but once I finally got over it, it was a blessing right around the corner. So, wow, this was really good. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely absolutely so i'm not upset about it anymore even though it's still shady and um i feel like <laughs> jacob Silva should have apologized to esau um but sometimes you won't get an apology and you're still gonna have to break free from that and that's okay because god is a good, good father um yeah so i hope this story blessed you told you a little bit about my past or whatnot but i'm gonna leave you right here i do have to go do my laundry um but yeah i think this was good for today so yeah so it was good talking to you all um yeah have an amazing day and be safe peace